Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Gigabit Nation Broadband Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig Settles, and I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us today as we provide useful information and insights to help public, private, and nonprofit organizations get more, better broadband everywhere it needs to be. Um, Chattanooga's Public Utility, EPB, uh, has actually been on my show a bunch of times, um, and they're about to get to the 100,000 subscriber mark on their uh, gigabit network. And as uh, EPB grows, um, the, the utility needs to add services to help keep uh, subscribers engaged and loyal to the network, and we believe um, that uh, telehealth will be one of those services that will really draw extra people into uh, that network. Uh, today, uh, Dr. Lori, Lori Davis uh, is here to help us understand why uh, telehealth is a growing part of the um, healthcare scene and discuss how community broadband networks can partner with telehealth vendors to produce a healthier constituency. Dr. Davis, welcome to the show. Lori, are you there? Lori, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Thank you. Yeah, sorry about that. I keep forgetting my system automatically puts all our speakers and guests on hold. And uh, anyway, you're here. Uh, welcome and thank you for uh, being here. And uh, we'll just jump right in. Um, let's start with a uh, like an overall overview of your um, medical practice in uh, in in good health. And uh, tell us about some of the different services that you uh, provide your patients. We're a pretty unique practice. We're here in Chattanooga, which is kind of a small community. It's like a a big, small town, but a small mm-hmm. city. And mm-hmm. um, we see patients anywhere from ages 6 to all the way through hospice. So we're unique in the fact that we see patients in their homes when they can no longer get to the doctor's offices. We follow them in the assisted living facilities when they no longer are able to stay at home. We follow them in the nursing home as well if they get beyond the assisted living facility kind of setting. And if our residents or our patients end up in the hospital, there's a couple of our local hospitals that we see our patients and follow them in there as well. So that's kind of, it's almost like a little old-timey, old-fashioned kind of a model for medicine. But um, it made telehealth something, and I know we haven't really gotten into telehealth, something that would be just an addition to what we were already doing. Mm-hmm. And so um, as part of that sort of that old-timey uh, approach, to uh, medical uh, health care and uh, doctors' uh, involvement and so forth, I assume that reputation, uh, the, the, the reputation of your practice is your main asset. Yeah, reputation is everything. Like I said, we're kind of a small town still, and if people are not 
you know, if we're not providing good customer service, if we're not good to people, if we don't provide great quality care, very quickly that information gets around in the community and people have choices that can go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So in everything that we do, we have to remember who the customer is. And the customer is not only the patient in front of us, but it's also the family. It's also the facility. It's also, you know, the it may be the hospital and the nurse at the hospital. It, it, you know, everyone is our customer. And our reputation and how we present ourselves with all of those customers is paramount, or we might as well just close the door. Right. That makes sense. So how did you get involved into this um, telehealth uh, pilot that um, EPB is uh, currently engaged in? So that's a kind of a funny story. There is a pharmaceutical rep who I've known for many, many years that was getting involved with the program, and, and he was kind of helping with the development of the program. And he approached me one day and said, you know, there's this new telemedicine program and we're getting ready to work on it. We wanted to know if you would be interested. He said, I know your personality. I know you as a person. And, like, I immediately thought of you and and in good health. We're such a, a large group and we do so many things. He said, I just figured this would be a perfect asset. Well, at that point, I knew nothing about telemedicine. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah, I knew nothing about it except this reputation that it was for basically very impersonal. You don't have a doctor. You have a quick sinus infection, and you need to call and, and, and be seen because you're too busy to go in. I assumed it was very detached, You almost like you could do it over a computer, like the computer itself could be answering you and not a live person. And so that triggered me to do a little bit of research on telemedicine. Um, we didn't want to get involved if it didn't mean quality mm-hmm. and if it didn't mean good care and if it wasn't a program that was going to be really good. So the group that approached me is Dossity, and they have just, like I met with the guys, they're amazing. And they're such, they're such smart guys, and they're so innovative. And then we were talking about EPB. And EPB, you can't get better in Chattanooga than EPB. They're just a step above everyone else. So their reputation kind of made me a little more open-minded to even think about it and trying it. So when they approached and explained how everything was working, I was absolutely on board for helping them develop it. Then I personally got involved in in doing some of the visits, and now I'm an absolute believer. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a convert. Okay. So now, what exactly uh, does um, Dossity's product do in terms of helping you deliver uh, healthcare services? Well, first of all, if I'm not a I'm not a computer person. I'm medical, so That's I fine. can't tell That's you fine. the difference between a RAM and a and a, I don't mm-hmm. even know what else. A gigabyte. <laughs> I have no idea, but. What they've done is they've created a program that kind of connects a patient or the ca- that consumer that can't necessarily get to the office for whatever reason because of time constraints, because of distance, because of just, 
you know, being able to get off work, whatever the case may be, they connect that person with a medical provider, that person who needs some kind of medical service. And they do it in a very nice way. And, you know, I've pictured myself being the consumer many times and what would I need if I was a patient? Because that's kind of how we, you know, as our group looks at everything is if I was the consumer, like how long would I want to wait in the waiting room? So for telemedicine, if I'm the consumer, what kind of interaction do I want to have? And so I looked at it from those points of view, and it's impressive. And then with the high-speed Internet, it's just you know, it, it's just without, there are no hiccups, there's no buffering, there's no anything. It's, you're just like you're live in front of that person. So I don't know how Dossity did it. I will not even presume to put myself in their their brains as to how they developed it, but, man, did they do a good job. So now, what exactly does, does it do? I mean, okay, for your, so, your operation. Okay, so you got a, a person who needs to be seen, and basically they set up an appointment just like you would with a medical practice. Like you call your doctor's office and you set up an appointment. Well, they set up an appointment to meet with someone over the Internet or over the computer screen, I guess, and then me as the provider, I would go on and then see that person. So I have their image in front of me, and it's a live image, and I can actually see them. Mm-hmm. They have developed technology where I can look in their ears over a computer screen. Fascinating. I can see the back of their throats. Um, okay. They can check their temperature and check their weight for me, and or if they have a blood pressure monitor, they can check their blood pressure for me. I mean, all these things, and so it's live and we're talking about what's going on with them i get to talk about what's worked in the past and what hasn't worked and what kind of reactions they have to medications it's just like sitting across from your doctor except you're Mm -hmm. looking at a computer screen okay so it's fantastic okay now um does it mean that any body coming in uh, or in need of uh, assistance, can all of your services be transmitted via telemedicine? Are there are certain are there certain um, uh, procedures that you have to be in you know in person to to deal with? I mean, how does that that break down? Well, obviously there are some things that I have to be able to put my hands on you, and you can't do that. However, there's so many things that we are able to assess visually and through your description. And, like, let's say that you have a cut on your leg. I can see a cut on your leg. You can put your leg in front of the the camera, and I can see how deep it is. I can see the color of it. I can look and see if there's any signs of an infection, if there's any draining, you know, any drainage, if it's still bleeding, like, I can look at all of this and make a determination as to what do you need. I can't give you a tetanus shot through the Internet, at least not uh-huh. yet. I mean, Willy Wonka's yeah. figured that out, but I don't think Dossity has. Okay. Um, but anything that I can do that way, but I can write a prescription for a tetanus shot and have the patient pick it up at the pharmacy and get their shot there. 
when they also pick up their antibiotic or their anti-inflammatory or whatever else it is that they need. Mm-hmm. So there's so much that you can do without having to use your hands, and that's what docity makes possible. Okay. And that, if I'm understanding it correctly, they have a uh, device that goes to patients' homes um, that connects to the, um, the one of the ports on the computer, and that's basically how the connection is made and that, that you're able to get the data from that device that comes through the, the machine and out to um, your office. Correct. Okay. okay. So where is the correlation between telehealth uh, and EPB from your perspective? The correlation between doing like home visits and, and EPB? Yeah. I mean, how do, how do we end up having a conversation about uh, a public utility that generally is just trying to get uh, network subscribers, um, you know, uh, activated and that kind of thing, to where we're now facilitating healthcare delivery. That, that's a great question. Um, you know, you and I, we can get in our, we can pick up our purses or our wallets and our keys, and we can get in our car and we can drive to the doctor's office. And not everyone can do that. Okay. So not everyone physically is able to have the strength to get themselves in a vehicle, go to the doctor's office, get out of the vehicle, wait in the lobby, and go be seen. Uh-huh. If they have the physical strength to get there, maybe they're not safe driving. Right. Maybe they need somebody to help, and that person is at work and can't get off to take them when they need to be seen. So what this technology does is it makes that person be able to sit in their home, not have to go through all of that, and not go through the stress of of trying to get in there to be seen. By the time a person's taken a half a day of their life to go to the doctor and you're 90-something years old and your body's kind of wearing out, they they take days to recover. Uh And this kind of eliminates all of that. What began us to, um, having an interest in doing home visits in the first place, my first, the first patient that ever came to the office that I said, there's got to be a better way for these people than them having to come in. I had a patient who was 102 years old, and her 80-year-old daughter was bringing her in for her flu shot. Mm-hmm. And where my chair was, I could see the parking lot, and I could see this daughter who's in her 80s trying to get her mother into the office just to get a flu shot and the struggle on her to get her mom in there and the struggle on her mom and I thought wow when does she get to be 80 because she's still the daughter so she still has to be the caregiver it was amazing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we started to research and found out you know Medicare pays for people to go into their home because it's so much better than having to call an ambulance to take them to the emergency room to have something looked at and then an ambulance ride back home. Mm -hmm. It's so much more cost-effective. And then this technology just makes this possible. Like that whole scenario doesn't have to happen. So So, um, it's just, it's amazing. mm -hmm. So the thing that really attracted me about this story is the fact that 
um, EPB is the provider of you know network for internet service, but right. they're now trying to add services or facilitate services. By the better way to describe it, so they're basically making it possible to have um, or uh, get people to um, use their service to access telehealth. I'm assuming it's a fairly, you know, long process of, you know, the evaluation and, and all that on the part of the EPB, but it seems like the value is that it allows um, their very fast network be able to be able to facilitate your relationship with your patients. Well, the speed of it makes it more like it's live. Okay. That n- that no buffering, that no waiting and and pause between things. There's there's no discomfort in the interaction from the provider to the patient and vice versa. It's just it's just live. So that is a huge thing. Now, what you know, we we're talking about this 102-year-old lady or the people who can't get out. Our most common patient that we were seeing with the with the pilot program was busy, active people who are working that don't have time in their lives to even get to the doctor's office. Mm -hmm. So it's somebody who may just have decided not to get treatment or like they'll just suffer through their pink eye and hope it improves. Right. You know, or or end up in the emergency room later because they ignored something because they couldn't get in. Okay. So then, from your perspective, this is a good service uh, for the community. I think it's great for the community. It okay. prevented it prevents kids from having to go sit in a pediatrician's office to catch something that they don't already have from all the other sick kids that are around. It lets young working adults keep working and make it to work. They could step outside, log in you know, have their visit and go back to work. It lets people who are older who have difficulty getting in not have to get out of the office and get out of their house. Like it, this is kind of something that works for the entire lifespan. It's so convenient. Mm-hmm. And they really, like they've done an amazing job with the technology. Between EPB and Dossity, like they're rocking it. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, um, you have the EPB experience, and subsequently, you know, you have that, you know, that positive um, uh, reaction and so forth. Do you think that it would be beneficial in other cities that have um, their own uh, broadband network to consider? doing this kind of a um, uh, service. I don't see why every community doesn't have a major launch of something very similar. And I know it's a lot of work for these people, but um, I I saw a little cartoon the other day that it was talking about electronic health records. And they said, oh, that's a fad thing, just sort of like the Internet. Well, the Internet's clearly not a fad thing. And... I think telemedicine is clearly not going to end up having been a fad thing. It's, there's too many 
benefits and too many positives to it and not enough drawbacks and not enough issues for it not to be the thing of the future. It's like, you know, who doesn't shop online? That's not a fad. It's it's here to stay. And stores are closing every day as a result of it. That's what telemedicine is going to do. We're not going to need to necessarily, for the young, healthy people, go to the doctor's office. Then the people that are sick that really have to go, they have availability to get in. They're not going to have three-week waits anymore to get to their doctor. Right. Because other people will be being seen over the Internet. Mm Mm-hmm. And in in some respects, it's a major convenience. Well, like when we talk about you know, retail environments and so forth, there are plenty of stores that are out there. Um, but on the health side, the healthcare side, there are actually less um, hospitals, particularly in rural areas. There are less uh, psychiatrists. There are, met, you know a lot fewer um, providers of this particular service. So whereas in retail, you are, you know, you're shifting people's uh, uh, perch to shopping, and it has a byproduct of, you know, having stores closed. But with telehealth, we're actually doing the reverse. We're actually... Um, providing services to people without, um, uh, you know, cause, causing people to lose employment, but enables the doctors and the healthcare professionals to be able to provide additional service to more people. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Not everything can be seen through telemedicine. You know, right. you need to be able you need to be able to put your hands on a mass and describe it and feel it and see how deep it is and things like that. And that's not the ideal person for that. Mm-hmm. But there's lots of other things that you use the examples of psychiatrists. This is ideal for psychiatrists. They need to be able to observe the patient, they need to be able to prescribe, they need their records, but they don't have to touch a person to treat them. Their eyes are their instruments. Well, that's that's the easiest thing in the world. So when we have limited psychiatrists and limited access for people with psych conditions to be able to get in, how how perfect is this? Right. So they still have the right. same quality care without ever getting in a car. Mhm. And then EPD benefits because this now becomes one more um, service that they are facilitating, and they don't have to become uh, telehealth uh, gurus or anything quite close to that, but they have to provide, um, uh, you know, the technology and the speed and reliability and the service that allows both the patients and the doctors to be able to Right, it lets everybody do what they do well. They provide the speed and reliability. Docity provided the the software, and they allow the medical provider to do their job, what they're trained to do. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned at the beginning that you um, didn't have a whole lot of information or thoughts about um, 
telehealth and telemedicine before you know you got involved uh, uh, with this. Now that you you know have uh, firsthand experience and you've done a fair amount a fair amount of research and so forth, what do you foresee down the road? I think I think right now um, people are fairly enamored with the whole thing of we don't have to go to the doc to the doctor, right? When we do have to deal right. with doctors, do online. But is there more that you can do? You know, as a as a medical professional, you know, how do you do you see other things calling uh, coming out as of, of their these um, uh, these applications? I think the probably the sky's the limit with um applications like this. There's certainly you know right now with the pilot program we kept what we saw pretty limited. But there's no reason especially with some of the instruments they have you can listen to a person's heart. You can listen to a person mm-hmm. breathing through mm-hmm. some something that they connect. That's that's pretty that's pretty impressive. There's no reason that somebody can't be treated for hypertension if they're stable and doing well and keep them out of the doctor's office. Um, like, I think for psychiatry, that's that's a huge thing. You know, you watch commercials now and people are, are looking at their houses and picking their houses out, like, remotely through the technology that some of these real estate companies have developed it's that kind of technology that's being added to healthcare. That's that's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the areas that people are talking about, especially now that Medicare and Medicaid seems to be more willing to um, reimburse uh, for telehealth services, right? This whole concept of aging in place which I think is a very big issue in uh, rural areas, right, because a lot of yes. people, you know, they, got, they, went to, they went to college and they left, right, and then in a lot of communities are, you know, probably running around with, um, you know, 40, 50% uh, senior citizens of their population. And, you know, how do you see um, telehealth, uh, of being able to benefit that because you actually have, uh, you know, this, this demographic as part of your, uh, you know, customer base, as a patient base, sorry. Exactly. Yeah, so when you're talking about rural medicine in particular, this is ideal because they had limited numbers of providers. So when you have a surplus of providers in other areas, they can easily provide care, and then the patients or the customers in the rural area now have access. You don't have to be up the street and able to follow up without any difficulty. They could be across the country as long as the technology is there, as long as the connectivity is there. They don't have to be around the corner. Mm-hmm. So it, it lets it lets you provide an access care where it was very challenging prior. Right. Uh, that, that that makes a lot of sense. And I would assume that, you know, more sort of on the geeky side of things, 
Um, there are companies uh, that are developing or trying to develop, you know, high-powered sensors that are that are very small, but allow you to um, watch the conditions of patients. You know, not just their um, uh, blood pressure and heart rate and that kind of thing, but also there are there are certain sensors that can tell if the person um, that that movement that you detect is because of someone that's just getting up and going across the room versus someone who got up and actually fell and now they can't get back up. I mean, that's exactly. Um, uh, technology, I'm assuming, will become very much in demand at some point. I'm not sure it'll be next year, but they will definitely, I see being that, you know, that kind of, that happening. Well, you know, they even do sleep studies at home now. You were talking about, you know, care where you are, mm-hmm. that or aging where you are. It's exactly the same thing. You know, we do all kinds of testing in the home or we mail it to them they send something back and we get the results a week later and if it's not urgent and we don't have to put our hands on them that's absolutely possible and it's smart it's so much more cost effective and then it's also life effective you know it it lets them so much better for their time management and and it's less stressful. It's just people would much rather be at home in the, in the comfort of their own home. If you mm-hmm. can have a test done in your pajamas instead of having to get dressed up and drive, most of us probably would be in our pajamas. So do you think that the, um, you know, another sort of benefit for EPB is that this kind of a service, the telehealth services, will increase brand loyalty um, uh, among their subscribers. I I do. It's almost like when you heard of people bundling. You got your you know, your cable, your internet, your you know, everything, your your telephone all mm-hmm. in one bundle and you were more likely to use all three from one company. It's so much more convenient and one bill and they made it cost effective and it just kind of was ideal for them. Well, now to add telemedicine to that you know, nobody else in town is really offering that. This is not something that, you know, if you're interested in telemedicine and the convenience of it, it just makes EPB, which is already extremely attractive, even more attractive. Mm-hmm. That that's a service that they provide. Right. And they're very smart for even thinking ahead and branching out like that. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. they're brilliant. You know, I'm not and, sure if uh, Dossity yeah. approached them or if it was the other way around, but, man, somebody was, was on it. Right. And it looks like, um, again, uh, the uh, the other cities, like there's about, I think, 700 communities, small, large, everything in between, and I think Chattanooga is one of the first out of the gate as far as evaluating um, the technology, the telehealth technology, with an eye toward incorporating this as part of their their you know, their world. Um, 
And uh, so it seems like from a loyalty, a brand loyalty uh, perspective, this is a very, very noble thing. It makes a lot of sense and so forth. I um, I just wonder if people are, you know, would be fairly receptive. I mean, you know, is it is it easy for you as a um, medical practitioner to um, sell your patients on telehealth? Well, I think there's two kinds of people. I think you've got the forward-thinking and willing to expand the horizon group of people, and those people will already see the benefit of telemedicine. They already see the benefit of EPB. They can look at Docity, and they can see how advancing it is. Like they, they get it, and you don't really have to say much to those people because they, their vision is accepting of it. And then you have people that either are completely closed-minded or they haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. So if, if those people were to even test the system or look at it or, you know, just kind of play with it for a minute, they're, you know, they're, their brains would completely just, like, we don't have to understand how it works. We just know that it does work. Mm-hmm. And to see the convenience of it, I don't understand fax machines, how we can scan a piece of paper and then information floats through the Internet or through the air and comes out looking exactly like it did in some other machine. That's amazing to me. But I don't need to understand it to know to put a phone number in, put a piece of paper, and it's going to come across some other, some other system. Right. So just because I don't understand it doesn't mean that I can't be open to it. Right. And and use the service. And I think there's all kinds of people that once they let themselves see it, that's it. They're, they will be completely sold. So then sort of a word of advice to other cities that either have um, broadband Oh, go for it. Do yeah, it. Like okay. it, it, it's like why would they not do it? It's right. so right. much more convenient for some people, for the right situation, the right patient, the the right scenario. It's amazing. Like, it's it's great. Mm-hmm. And other people, they need to be able to go to the doctor. And the doctor's office is sitting right there, and they can go. And getting those people that don't need to have to go out of the doctor's office only makes that doctor more available for the people who do need to go. Right. Like it's a win-win-win. And especially when we're talking about like brand loyalty, like how much are people going to value their company when their telemedicine provider is also part of that network? Mm 